Nick and Ramon. Ramon and Nick. Garbled Podcast. New 52. What's going on, folks? This is a serious episode of Garbled Podcast. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even fucking get through Nice it. try. Nice try. Uh, what's going on, folks? We're going to be talking tonight about the... We're, we're, we decided that we wanted to do... Um, a play by? Are we gonna do play by play? Episode by episode? I I, I kind of like the idea of doing an episode by episode. I feel like yep. it's a new challenge for us. My I think it's uh, I think it's good, and I think it's Watchmen, and I think I'm excited. So we are obviously about to start talking about Watchmen. So your spoiler warning is up. Yes, because we're not even gonna try not to uh, spoil it because. You know, I got to tell you, I when I first heard about this, I wasn't excited. I wasn't excited at all. Really? I, I saw even when they released the minute trailer that came out where okay. they, where all the guys are like tick tock, tick tock. Yes. Tick. And I'm like, uh, OK. And, and, and I like Watchmen. I liked Watchmen. I think mm-hmm. it was I matter of fact, I think I dragged us out to go see Watchmen. When um, yeah, I didn't know theaters. I didn't know anything about it. So when when you were like, we're going to go see this, I was like, okay, let's let's do it. What did you think of Watchmen? The movie? Yeah, the movie. Uh, I thought it was uh, thought provoking. I thought it was it it tackled a subject that I had not seen tackled um, by any comic book movie, certainly um, before then. This is back when Zack Snyder still had. some sway in okay. Hollywood. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, because I, I'm, I'm never going to forgive him for Man of Steel. Okay. Or Batman versus Superman. No, but it was it was dark and it was fresh and it was filmed in more of a like an art house feel. Yeah. Uh, and so it wasn't what I was expecting, but in a way that I enjoyed because it was it was uh, very intellectual for a superhero mu- movie. So I enjoyed 2006, it. 2006. Yep. If I, I'm not mistaken. I very much enjoyed it. I remembered uh, beyond you and me, I don't remember talking to anybody that liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the thing about the movie. So if you're a fan of the comic book, the movie took some liberties, we'll say. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, they were, they were storytelling. Um, but they took some liberties um, with the comic book material itself, and they made changes. Uh, it was actually 2009. I'm sorry. Uh, so Watchmen came out in March, March 6th of 2009, and it was directed by Zack Snyder. So there are obvious changes from the comic book, and I feel like that's the first thing that we got to kind of tackle before we get into the whole conversation about the TV series. So before we can even, I think before we can even have the the conversation about Watchmen, the the, the TV show, okay. I feel like we got to clear up some of the things that Snyder changed for the film. Okay. So um, there was a comic book within the comic book, and it was the Black Freighter, and yeah. they actually turned Zack Snyder turned it into a short. Um, it's like a thirty minute short that came on the director's cut of Watchmen, um, and. Basically, what's happening is that the, it, within the comic book, there's somebody who's reading a comic book. And what's happening in the comic book is kind of mirroring. Okay. So that was taken out of the movie. And he did it as a short. And it was animated. And uh, I feel like if you watch that, it gives the movie better context. Okay. Uh, 
the other main thing, the biggest thing that, uh, so, you know, you got to see, uh, Dr. Manhattan's penis in IMX glory, um, <laughs> repeatedly, repeatedly. Like, <laughs> I think that was my biggest, I was like, how many times are we going to have to see this dude's penis just doing its thing? But anyway, um, that was your main takeaway from no, the that was my man. Main, no, but I'm, I'm sitting there. Very wa- superficial. I, I, do remember, I do remember watching. I'm like. Wow, this is getting gratuitous. Um, and wow. it's hysterical because did I'm, you did you get your double standard out of the way? Yes, or? no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's what I was getting ready to point out. Okay, like, no, because that was that was really one of the complaints that one of my friends was giving me. It's like, man, <laughs> like all these penises on the film. I was like, yeah, I, I could see how that could be distracting. You know, I think it was tasteful. <laughs> I think it aided the storyline, right? Um, but um, <laughs> the the other thing that they changed for the movie was that they made it a nuclear explosion at the end. Uh, in the comic book, what? Yes, that it wasn't nuclear. It was his. Well, unless that he, was what he gives off as nuclear energy, because he he had totally he, he makes it explosion. Explo- he makes it a nuclear explosion, and he blames it on. Um, Dr. Manhattan. Right, but he, that's because the way he did it, the the way he it mirrored his signature. Yes. It mirrored his whatever residual energy signature he had. Right, but in the comic book, that's not what happens. Uh, in the comic book, it's a giant squid monster right. that appears. Which they just didn't have the budget for. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Nuclear uh, explosions, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, watching uh, the Night Owl and Silk Spectre have sex for 45 minutes in slow-mo. They had budget for that, but not the giant squid monster. Which, by the way, I totally ripped off by Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool, I thought Deadpool did it really well too. Like that was the that was probably Jesus Christ. Here's our first tangent. I, I thought <laughs> yeah. that was. Oh, you thought you were tuning into a Watchmen <laughs> episode, didn't you? No, I thought that the way that they that was an interesting way of showing uh, time the passage of time. Through the different holidays in Deadpool, is that what you were talking about? No, okay, never sure. Mind. I was making an offhand comment. Okay, <laughs> all right. So yes, that was the, the that was the main that was the big thing that everybody was upset about that that he made it a nuclear explosion as opposed to um so the squid monster. so the squid monster brought the world together because there was a common enemy that had been defeated or yeah. no. Uh, yeah, that they had to prepare for this other, these other interdimensional squid monsters from coming in and um, see. I like the idea of, I like the idea of knowing, knowing, you know, that this guy went to Mars and then just having to be vigilant and together. I think that works better in a movie context. Uh, sure. I think Squid Monster would have been over the top, actually, for that movie. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the reasons is Snyder decided to change it, because he, he felt the same way, that it was like over the top, um, going with a nuclear attack just made more sense. Yes. But the reason I felt like we needed to point that out is because in the Watchmen series, they do do something that kind of alludes to the interdimensional Squid Monster. Ooh. Ooh. All right, let's start. Let's, Let's get it. into it. All right. The Watchmen TV series. We uh, by the way, this is episode one. Episode one. Only. Only. That's right. We, we haven't. We, we'll get to two. We, uh, yes. We have not seen two yet. All right. Go. So we start out in, was it 1927 in Tulsa? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, which I thought was interesting because um, 
they started off with uh, b- the death of Black Wall Street. Um, there and and this you said was, that was based on a, an actual that's event. Yes, based on an actual event. Um, there was a, the, uh, an accused rape of a white woman in that town, and essentially the KKK ran through that town and decimated anyone of color. And this was a, um, they called it Black Wall Street because that's exactly what it was. This was a black-owned entire town that was run by black black businessmen, mm-hmm. black uh, bankers, just just everyone. Yep, and, and that was one thing that I, I saw was every shop or every storefront or every, I guess, business front was varied. It was different. And and all of it in one area, so it was definitely like a hub, like that. And, that I they definitely did a really good job showing that. That's what that was. And uh, I thought it was interesting to start with something because I feel like one of the things that happens with these comic books, sometimes comic book movies, is they don't pull enough from like real life events. And just pulling from that event, like you're just you're now you have people who never heard about this event who are digging through. Yep. You know, Wikipedia to, to get some context. Oh, God, don't go to Wikipedia, please. But what I'm saying is that now that you, you have people researching, essentially. Yes. Right? Like, yes. What, what's this about? Like, what, what what is this whole thing? Yep. As I will be doing because I was apparently ignorant of that entire thing. Oh, you didn't know? See, uh, I I didn't put that together I because I'm, I'm not as versed in the comic book end of it. What I took it as was, uh, you know, something that came about and I got my chronology wrong too, but uh, at the beginning, something that came about just, you know, isolated there and maybe as a byproduct of something that had happened maybe in the expanded universe that I wasn't aware of. So I gave, I kind of was like, okay, this has bearing on something, but I thought it was in the comic book, not naturally rooted in, in American Real history. history. Yeah. 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 And again, um, the other thing that made like Watchmen, such a big thing is that they they kind of take this alternative look of history because Nixon state become stays president for like thirty years and and essentially because of at least the, the Vietnam War well and our victory in the Vietnam War because we were able to win Vietnam because we had Doctor Manhattan right and also then he was essentially the one that helped broker the deal to end the Cold War mm-hmm. because they had to unite against uh, Manhattan so Nixon has his name all over the place, like Nixon Boulevard and like Nixonville and stuff like that. Like he's, he's revered. It would be like, you know, uh, any of the presidents that get things named after him. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we immediately, so we watch this massacre and we see this child, uh, that's carried off by another family. That's basically trying to escape the massacre. Mm -hmm. Um, some, some type of explosion goes down. Oh, and, you didn't get the uh, aerial bombardment? No, no, no. I got the aerial okay. bombardment. Yeah, but um, yeah. So he and and I think it's important to point out that uh, it was written the the way he wrote it. The note, uh, yeah, on a on the a, a Bible page. Yes. No, no. I took it as Bible. I thought it was like a deed. No, he ripped it out of a book. Oh, and, and, okay. and, and they didn't show the book, and that's the only reason. And I, I feel like that's setting up something as well. Um, be- so did you read the message that was written on the note? Yes, it said uh, protect this child or watch over this child. Watch over this child. 
That's what. It okay, was. you read it that way. Yes. Okay, because I when I read when I saw it, I thought it was a message to the child, like watch over this child. I thought it was like dad no. communicating to son. No, he it, it, what he did was he put that in. He he wrote that out. He put that in his pocket, so whoever found him or whoever he was, he was being delivered to would would hopefully watch over him. They See, they play it up. They play it up later, like it's he took it as a mission. That's how the kid read it too later. Uh, okay, so when, because I feel I, th- that's mm-hmm. the way I that's the way I interpret it. See, so I interpreted it as he's giving this note, kind of like if you were going to put a child on the doorstep of a convent, right. and you, and you said something similar, like "Please take this child, please watch this child, please care for this child." Like th- I took it as that. When he reads it after he wakes up in the field and finds the baby, right? He had just read the note. And now he's taking it as an order and a mandate. Mm-hmm. And that is scene one. Which, by the way, I just want to say. Really hard to watch? Really, really hard to watch that. Really hard to watch that. They did, they, like, I was actually saying, okay, maybe I can't watch this series. It was, uh, um, just to correct uh, something, I said 1929. It was actually 1921, Tulsa race riot. And mm-hmm. this took place in... Uh, the riot essentially destroyed the uh destroyed more than thirty five square blocks, injured over eight hundred people, left a hundred people dead. Since we're we're throwing facts out, yes, good. Okay, but okay, so it's interesting that you interpreted that way and I interpreted that way, and obviously this was done on purpose. Okay, I think it's 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 open to multiple interpretations, and I think we'll there's a lot. Episode two, there's a lot that they they have put in. And we're definitely going to find out in episode two, but we'll take the series and we'll take the episode in chronological order. But um, there's a lot that they are leaving in a true, like, sort of art house fashion. They are leaving to let you mull over, which I really enjoy. I really enjoy that. All right. So, um, my the the next big takeaway scene towards the uh, uh, the end of the scene in Tulsa, um, the the child wakes up injured mm-hmm. everyone else around him is dead mm-hmm. and he finds another baby and and that was the part i was just saying which is he reads the note right oh so so the way i interpreted it originally when his dad writes it and sticks it in his pocket is it's a whoever message to whoever finds this kid it's a message to whoever finds it the way he read it and then takes care of the child he just found mm-hmm. He took it as a mandate, and that's how you were reading it. Uh, so again, yes, be, you know, beautiful that this this meaning can be. He knows he can't go home. He turns around, and in, the in city's a, in, uh, in in a beautiful, a beautiful bit of uh, uh, filmography there, uh, um, in symbolism. He he turns around to go home. He sees it is completely in flames. And then he just turns around you peep, and keeps walking. Did you peep that he picked up the baby and in wrapped a, it in an American, American flag? flag? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I picked that up. That was that was very cool. Yeah. Um, so immediately afterwards, is we open up on a look what looks like a routine traffic stop. And yes, yes, it was. Oh God. All right. So this is where I got a little uncomfortable because you got uncomfortable. Tell yeah, me I, why. I did. Okay. So I'm watching this. 
And I'm so wa- mine. Just for the record, mine was the loss of absolute innocent life. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was uh, but on a massive scale. No, what? What? Get, okay, so whenever I'm watching a movie and I get to a traffic stop, and whenever I have to, do you remember a couple, uh, like a year or two, you we were watching uh, comedians in car. Yes, I showed you that episode yes, you with Chris me Rock. That episode with Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld. Is speeding in and by this the way, expensive I, ass car. I think intentionally gets pulled over. <laughs> intentionally gets pulled over, and he's all calm and cool, and he's making jokes. And Chris Rock's kind of like freaking out because Kinda? no, he no, was. no, he's freaking out. And and it's the very real reality that I think uh, people of color go through when they're in the middle of a traffic traffic stop. Have you ever been in a car with me and I get pulled over? No. I have a routine that I follow. Sure. Uh, you know, I put my hands out the window. I turn off the car. How often do you get pulled over? Not, it's not the point. The point okay. is that the fact that I have to have this routine. Understood. When, Understood. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It, it, it's something that I think is very tangible. Sure. Um, so I thought it was really interesting that they reversed it race-wise. Mm-hmm. It's a black cop pulling over. Uh, a white motor vehicleist. Yep. And black cops wearing a mask. Yes. Over his face. Yes. And I'll I'll tell you my honest reaction. I said, are they are they going like basically everything up until then, right? I saw I said, are are they are they going to white man burden this? <laughs> oh, okay, that was interesting. Okay. Because because that's exactly what was being set up. This dude was not okay being pulled over, and the cop was absolutely in complete control, you know, or that was the facade we find out later. He was yeah. very nervous. So it, it takes <laughs> it takes a few, <laughs> a few seconds to realize, but if you stick with the scene, I, I, again, I got really uncomfortable. Um, well, that scene was designed to be uncomfortable right. for everyone. Okay. So essentially the cop goes back to his car and then we find out that he has to get permission to have a weapons lock happen to to even have a weapon on him to have his gun on him so in this in this alternate reality we the the cops are not allowed to walk around with guns which i thought was really interesting and not only does he need to get he has to radio into his superiors I thought that was such a fucking interesting solution to the whole gun problem that we have where you have, you know, cops that are just like, oh, I was scared. I decided to empty the clip, reload and re-empty. Here's the interesting part for me. Okay. Is it the same for citizens? How so? Okay, so that that's the part that we haven't seen. Every every gun we've seen in the hands of citizens in so far in the show is... In the hands of police officers. Uh, no, 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 no. It, it, that it isn't tethered. You know, that isn't uh, um, secured. In. Yeah. Is in the hands of people that are perceived as the enemy so far. Right? Right. These are the rebels. These are the, the what do they call them? Not militia. Uh, what do they call them? Um, the Minutemen. No, the... Uh, no. Um, cavalry. The cavalry, yes. So, the... Um, we, you know, obviously, as that scene ends, we see one, and that was obviously not something that was uh, locked down, right? Yeah. So, I wonder, as this plays out, 
was this sort of a martial law thing where everybody has to abide by it? Uh, that would be interesting. Or, or is it that authority said, fine, we'll basically have one arm tied behind our back and have to go through all these protocols? Who watches the watchman? Right. Right. So it's a, it's a check and a, and a balance on law enforcement or government that is in place to protect the people from the government getting too powerful, if that's how they play it. Or it could be these guys are just breaking the law by having guns that are not uh, locked right. down. I, 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 again, I'll be interested to see which way it goes. Yeah, I want to see where that goes too. Um, I thought it was really – um, so the guy has a Rorschach mask, and that's why the cop was nervous. And then uh, as he's trying to get his weapons unlocked, he's radioing to the police. Uh, they, they have to manually give him the, the weapons unlocked. He gets it. And then the guy who's in the pickup just unloads on him. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you peeped it, but as the, the lights are blinking out, it gave us that tick tock, tick yeah. tock, yeah, tick yeah. tock. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it introduces the theory, the idea, that now you have people wearing Rorschach masks, and that is frightening because it's like a terrorist organization. Because what, the Watchmen have become. I don't think at that point it's the Watchmen. I think it is. I think it's the uh, the symbolism that a terrorist group has picked up. Oh. The intriguing part is why would a terrorist organization wear masks? Not even wear masks. Everybody's wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Everybody's protecting their identity because they're afraid of their fellow man at this point, which is way different than how the movie ended. Right. Where, Where everyone was unified. banding together. Yeah. Right. Way different. So there's a there's a gap there that we're informed of. But I, I, also why the symbolism of picking up a Rorschach mask and using that for what we find out is hatred and, and, and terrorism. <clears throat> now, did you pick up who became president? Red, Red Robert Redford. 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 Is Robert Redford? It's Robert Redford. <laughs> yes. Oh, you didn't get that? No. I, I was sitting there, like, howling. I was like, Robert Redford? And then, if I'm not mistaken, they said the next president was Keaton. And oh, I'm wondering if it's Michael so Keaton. So, are, wait, yes. But are they just giving an homage at that point? Or is it the actor Robert Redford became president? I don't know. I I I think we're gonna find out. We're gonna I, find out. Eventually. I I think I I I feel like it's an homage, but but let's get back for a second because I love symbolism. Okay. Why would a terrorist organization pick up? I, I was Rorschach's pick, why, mask. Yeah. Why Rorschach's mask? Psychology, right? It, it, it well, he always wore it because it, it caused fear. Right, right, and it, it, and especially for people that were guilty, felt guilty, they would see something different in the mask, which is what the Rorschach test is for, and so maybe that's it, and they adopted it. But, but his, why a hate group? That's what I'm trying to get. Like, why would a hate group pick Rorschach as their symbol? And so the only thing I can think of along those lines is that what did Rorschach die for? Trying to get the truth out to everyone. Right. He was willing to to sacrifice himself for, for the, the truth. truth. Uh, you know, regardless of the consequences, by the way, because he would have basically been essentially going and ruining world peace with that revelation. He would have said, You were you were had, and here's the evidence, and it would have started the Cold War all over again. 
because we no there was nothing to common to to, to unite every the, the to unite thing that unifi- in. unified everybody was a lie was a lie right. and he knew that and he was going to do it so well, the only thing that I can think if, of if we go with the movie ending he did it successfully because do you remember at the end of the movie his his uh, envelope gets picked up even oh that's right. right he had a contingency plan he had a contingency plan so that's it. why everyone's scared of each other ah okay okay so that, now. Okay, now that that brings in a new wrinkle, but here's what I was thinking: that the guy was willing to sacrifice everything for truth, right? And then you look at any extremist groups that bastardizes a good idea and bends it to their will, right? So these guys are out here donning the mask, saying they are willing to die for what they believe is the truth is the Their right the right the, the right course of action and right. the right way to go so i think that's why they would have chosen that mask well it depends on whether rorschach got the truth out to everybody i think that's that's hang that hangs in the balance there. and so i we'll, i we'll like out. i like the fact that you remember that part of the movie that I did not. <laughs> well, and that, and because I think the, that's right. That's I think how that's, the comic book ends too. Right, and I think that that's got to be what happened. That that the, the that did get out there, and that's why everyone's so on edge with each other. Because Cold War. I mean, you know, you look at like McCarthyism, where people were turning into their neighbors, mm-hmm. right? And now you have that kind of mentality that's been around for X amount of years since, you know. At least a decade, you I know, would think, because they've been through a whole other president since Nixon. So it's yeah, like, and, and if I'm like, not mistaken, it's implied in the, the series that Redford has been in charge for 30 years. Oh, that's right. So yeah. this is like 40 years yeah. of of absolute mistrust of your neighbor, and the that's government. playing into this, and the government, and other governments, and, and I know and all one of the that. things that Redford did, um, just watching the show. Because uh, okay, so the next scene that we go to is what. What to me has made this series completely different, completely engaging, I'm all about it now, is finding out the lead character. Uh, so finding out that Regina King is the the, the star of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays a character, um, Angela Abraham, uh, who masquerades as a, she's an ex-cop, who masquerades as this um, um, bakery owner, um, and she's at her kid's show and tell, I guess, or, or uh, career, career day, day, career, career day, day. yeah. And she's doing some kind of now. I don't know if you peeped it when she's doing the experiment. She's pulling the yolks out of. Did you see how the yolks keeping did everything the, separate, keeping everything yeah, separate, and right? how that's. But yeah. did you also see how the yolks did the, the smiley face from? The oh original watch yeah, movie? yeah. Uh, that that was actually the one bit of symbolism that was so on the nose. I was upset by it. <laughs> I was okay, like, oh, okay, but then guys. <laughs> her, her kid, who's white, by the way. Yes, both her kids. Both her kids in the series are white. So I, uh, um, we find out that there's a uh, event that took place like what ten years ago, in the chronology of the show so far. Uh, what did they call it? The White Knight or the yes? Uh, and that uh, happened in Vietnam. No, that happened here in in the U.S. Okay, I was unclear on that because she said she was born in Vietnam. She became a cop. Yeah, and I took that to be in Vietnam. No, she became she was born in Vietnam and came over here, and she was a cop over here in Tulsa. And on the night of the White Knight, uh, uh, essentially, uh, the cops 
um, everybody find out finds out who the cops are and targets the, the cops. Well, that's because they weren't allowed to wear masks. They weren't allowed to wear masks. So it, it's almost like the cops have become like a vigilante group within this world. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they so after that night, so many officers were killed that the cops are now allowed to wear masks. And their their identities are kept a secret. No one admits to being a cop. No one talks about being a cop. It's like, well, and and the scary part is that's like an executioner's mask back in the day because you never wanted to know who the the town executioner exactly was. Exactly right. So you you the the but that's the police force in 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 and, and I'm curious to know if that's countrywide. No, or, it's got to be. Yeah, no, it's got to be. I, so the, the the cops are allowed to wear masks, which is a fucking frightening, frightening thought. But you're okay with it with your superheroes? Ah, are you? <sighs> right. Who watches the Watchmen? Well, and that's and that's what they're expounding on, absolutely. But yeah, so often we're okay with people having to have a secret identity because it keeps them safe, it keeps their loved ones safe. The cops adopt the yeah, same but it thing. Also keeps it takes on a different factor. Yeah, you, you, there's no accountability, and it's part of the re- you know, like there was there was this big argument a couple of years ago with the whole uh, cops wearing the, the the body cams and whatnot. And and do you remember that? Well, the, I, I remember the cops being upset by it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I I think that this kind of rehashes that argument. Like when you're allowed to wear a mask. And mm-hmm. You're allowed for your identity to be secret. Well, it's funny if you go back to the uh, the pullover scene. The first thing he asks is, "Do you consent to being recorded?" Right. That was it. Like that was not hi, how you doing? He waited until the camera was on for that. Um, he the first thing out of his mouth was, "Do you consent to being recorded?" Because this is going to be recorded, and so there there seems to be an element of accountability still present, but. And and so far, the masks are literally just for their protection so they can feel like they can protect and serve and not be hunted down. But that's how prevalent that is as yeah. well. Yeah, that's another idea that gets presented. Yep. Um, so her kid um, – so one of the kids starts questioning her about um, – because she goes into great detail about you know the white night, the night where the, all the officers were killed – and she starts getting into detail about like the yeah. how she got shot in the stomach, and the teacher's like, uh, 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 well, "Moving yeah. on." She stopped, she stopped her at, and that, so they had to rip all my guts out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then we get uh, what I thought was interesting, where there's this one kid who's like, "Oh, did you use your Redford money?" Yes, which I took to mean reparations. Yes, right. It looks. It, it seems like President Redford put in action some type of reparations yes but is it it's unclear for w- is it who country, specifically is it nationwide or could it be just the inhabitants of tulsa right. being that you know that all happened that yeah. that whole thing happened in tulsa so that that's a question that i have um and then her kid like just flies off and beats the crap out of the other kid now what i thought was interesting about that scene is a couple things yeah, it tipped a it tipped a, a hand, but go ahead. What's yours? Um, I think those aren't her kids. That's well, it's obvious that the, uh, those uh, aren't her kids. Yes. Uh, and it, it, so it, why does she have those two? I children? think those are the. I think those are the children of another slain officer. Oh, that's how you took it. Yeah, that's how ah, I took it. I took it way different. What did you think? Okay, why they're driving back? Why she goes? Why did you hit him? Uh-huh. Why did you hit him? What did he say? 
He said, because you wanted to. Now, you could take that as he knew he knows her and he knows her tone. And when she was like, what did you say? He took it as she wanted to hit him, right? And it could just be behavioral problems. I took it as he's some sort of clairvoyant. Oh, And he's in her charge to keep him safe. And I think that plays out later. Ooh. I think both kids, by the way, are, are some sort of uh, special. Okay, some type of uh, psychic or metahuman or, or, or mutant. Or, or well, it's some sort of enhanced. Because, like, in and correct me if I'm wrong, but basically superheroes, quote-unquote, in have something that's an ability but not over the top, not like I can fly, except yeah. except for Manhattan, but he was an exception to the rule. Like, the the one dude was super, super smart. Yeah, uh, Voight. Yeah, uh, he was uh, the smartest man on the planet. Azimandes. Right, but not outside the realm of possibility because someone is the smartest man on the planet, right? Um, and everybody else was, like, strong and, you know, could fight, and she's, you know... She's obviously in, in great shape, you know, and, and can kick butt. But, you know, everybody's got sort of an ability that's within the realm of just being a little bit a degree above more of like a savant than like a, a you know, somebody who can pick up a car and throw it. Right, right, right. So, so that's why I'm saying she is obviously a bit more special. And she has and, – and then she's been charged, I think – with watching these kids who are, have displayed these type of gifts as well. Okay. Well, she's masquerading as a hero called Night Sister. As a, mm-hmm. she's not a cop anymore. Like she, she is. Wears, she, well, she, she wears is, a badge. She wears a badge. She shows up at the cop. She shows up at the cop meetings. meetings. Okay, but I don't quite know if she's a officer, officer, or if she's like Batman. She's more special forces. I think. Right. That's that's what it. She's kinda, definitely on the payroll though. Oh, you think so? Absolutely on the payroll. It's just it's more of like a special ops, like a tactical type deal. So she's like narcotics. No, no, more like SWAT. SWAT. Okay, more like SWAT. Okay, her and um and Red and uh the other looking glass, looking glass. Thank you. That's the uh, interrogator. Yeah. And Panda, did you pee Panda? Panda's a fucking mess. (laughs) Panda's a mess. Uh, Okay, so. Now, there was an interesting scene that takes place uh, while they're in a car, and that's where it starts raining squids. Yes. Oh, and that's the part. Yes. Yes. And that's why I think interdimensional. it's the interdimensional threat from the comic book and not the nuclear threat that was seen in the movie. Yes. I I want them – this is one thing that I need them to do quickly is establish are we doing the comic book or are we going off the movie? Okay, and I think they're doing a good amalgam of both because we skipped one piece of symbolism right in the beginning. What? Opening credits. Uh, Manhattan's Martian uh, Palace, when she or when she's discussing the eggs and separating, and how you need one one dissolves the other or something like that for right. the concrete. Mm-hmm. You see his castle dissolve. Oh, that's happening in like a news footage. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what scene it is, but we see that they're watching Manhattan. Uh, on Mars, right? They're keeping an eye on his complex, right? And he's and, doing something with with something with the Martian. Uh, well, he constructed his his layer, I guess you would call it, but it fell apart, and that to me tells me he's no longer there. So I don't know if that's them saying I, I made a different connection. Okay, because I thought that the uh, the layer that he was building 
when we do go to who I'm assuming is Ozymandias in the series, it's uh, Jeremy Irons' character. Oh, that makes sense. It I was trying like, to figure out who the, he di- was. Didn't, yes. it see, didn't it look like the place that he was staying at? On Mars? No, 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 no. The, the, the thing that he constructed on Mars that was dissolving looked like uh, uh, Fair. Jeremy Irons' character's Fair. house. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so eventually we come across Jeremy Irons' character. Yeah, let's talk about him for a second because yeah. I did not make that connection. I'm oh, still, you did? Oh, okay. I'm still trying to figure out who he was. I assumed that that was Ozymandias. I, I, I'm going to go with you on that. Okay. And, um, and I, I could be wrong. I no, could be totally wrong. We're still in the first episode. Now, now, and it makes my theory, if that's the case, it makes my theory that much more uh, probable. His servants... They are androids. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Okay, I thank think you. they are androids. They give him a cake that is unedible. Yes. <laughs> they they're like he's got her rubbing his legs or his thighs or something. Yeah, to like, to massage him after his ride. Yes. Right. Um, which I thought was just weird. Um, yeah. Or 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 kind of like. But then it wasn't at the same time. Right. It was like it kind of. But it, 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 I'm wondering if it's like a commentary on uh, on privilege. You know, when you're that so that's well how I, off. That's how I took it at first, except their interaction. She was way too, like, androidy. <laughs> yeah, One. like, very, but very But also, and the, and the fact that he's just naked in his own house, and these people... Servants. Ha- don't even bat an eye, and well, also... I, I, again, I thought that maybe that was, uh, 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 you know, like, when you're that rich, who cares if the help sees you naked? Yeah, but the help's going to react... Even if they've seen it a hundred times, they're going to go. They're going to have a human moment. You okay. know what I mean. So the reason he was able to be naked is because nobody has any pride there. Okay. Whatsoever, because he doesn't care, because they don't care, and and all that. But then the one that really tipped it for me, besides them being just sort of two D in their presentation, was he goes to hand him something to cut the cake with and hands him a horseshoe. Right. And right, he goes, right, right, right. No, that's a horseshoe. He goes, Oh, a knife would have been better there, right? Like I'm learning. You know? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. So that that's where I picked up on that. Or they part. could be clone you know, like, but nah. they're definitely not human. No. Nah. Definitely well, they're not, not in the traditional sense. But I, traditional I'm gonna sense. go I'm gonna go Android. And if he's the smartest man in the world and he's just they, tinkering He would have built Androids. That's right. Absolutely. And uh yes. and one of them's running iOS and the other one's running Android itself. Um <laughs> Okay, couldn't resist. And then, and then, tied up in the basement is some poor Linux creation. Oh, BlackBerry. Anyway, <laughs> um, tangent number two. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so far I'm like really, um, I'm really digging this show. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it anywhere near as much as I did after the first fifteen minutes. I started getting into yeah. it. Yeah, and I, oh, I agree. God. I'm enjoying it, it, it took, as well. It was a slow burn, but it was totally worth it. Uh, so then we get to then we get some action. Then we get some freaking a- some yo action. Yeah, very well done and not a lot to take from it. So, I mean, other than it was awesome. <laughs> uh, all the cops rally. Uh, uh, oh Night yeah, Sis- you're right. I skipped that part. The night sister goes out and grabs somebody. She gets some type of. Wait, did you? Th- <laughs> I thought it was hysterical that they're still using pagers, and it's 2019. It's clearly 2019. Yeah, well, right. Nixon was president for a while. Uh, so. That's right. Okay, stunted growth. Stunted growth. All right. So, but uh, she gets home. Her husband, uh, who uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Um, well, well, it's you, uh, 
yeah, I can never pronounce this guy's name right. Uh, Yah Yahya Abdul Mateen the uh, second, who plays Carl uh, Cal Abraham, mm-hmm. her husband. Um, so he's there with her, their daughter again, white kid, black, black, uh, black couple. They're, so they're hosing down the uh, walkway to get rid of the squids. They have to get rid of the squids. <laughs> Did you notice that the squids dissolved within a minute? Like they, I they, saw that they were falling apart, and and again, I thought for a second it was him doing it when he touched the glass and kind of went like this, oh. and it and it and it drooled. But then they were all dissolved on the street too, so yeah. that that did away with that. Okay, so then we um, we see the cops rally. Uh, now the was, rally was very interesting. Yes, it was. Let's let's talk about the symbolism of this for a minute. Okay, so you have all these cops; they're wearing their mask. You have. What essentially amounts to, like you said, special forces. You have yeah. looking glass, you have red, mm-hmm. and you have panda. Mm-hmm. And panda seems to be... Uh, the bureaucrat. <laughs> Panda's job is to sit there and be like, look, these are the rules. Yeah. And we're not sticking to this shit. Yeah. And this is going to be a fucking mistake. Yeah. And and had, had, I don't know, the authority or the leeway. leeway. He had the leeway to, question. to call him out. Now, here's the thing I think. About that. Okay. About Mr. Panda. Do you remember Hunt for Red October? Uh-huh. Do you remember that movie? Yes. What was the first thing that he had to do in order to take the sub where he wanted it to go? Oh, he had to get permission from the XO. Wait, no. Uh, a different title, but same idea. Yeah. And, it, and he wasn't going to get permission, so he kills him. He was the political officer. He was the high government official that was there saying... If what you're doing is within what the government wants you to do. And I think, lacking a better term, I think Panda is the government official that's there to just say, okay. These are the rules. These are the rules. And I I can say that to you. And I'm going to put it in my report. You know I'm going to put it in your report. I'm not going to sit here and and countermand you. But I am absolutely going to be reporting this back. Okay. I think that's his role. Okay. Okay. With, okay, so I love Don Johnson. I've loved him since Miami Vice, <laughs> and Don Johnson is he did a great chief. job. Yes, he did. He did a great job. I, I, job. I was actually a little sorry about the. Uh, scene. But <laughs> we don't know. That's just it because we we don't know because this can go any way. Um, by the way, I'm looking at the cast list, and it it is confirmed that Jeremy Irons is Ozymandias. Okay, then that makes sense. Uh, but uh, Don Johnson's playing chief, the the chief of police. The and only one, the only chief of police that doesn't wear a mask. Yes, or does he? Well, every every time, I, and I kept waiting for him to pull some type of mask on, and he doesn't. So that off. means that off. I was waiting for him to be like, "This is in my real face, son." But so that I I think that means that there there is some there. So that everybody in this town can point, and there even there's other characters that are referencing him because remember when the guy goes to buy the newspaper. And they're talking about they, – they said some throwaway line about the chief of police. Like, what's this guy done for us, you know, since he's been chief of police? Yeah, he was definitely embattled. I, I definitely yeah. got that. So – but I get the, imp- the impression that uh, his character's dirty, obviously. And um, – but you wanted to talk dirty? about – Dirty? Uh, okay. You wanted to talk about the, the rally itself. Yeah, let's talk about the rally. So first off – the symbolism of them watching the video itself. So watching the the uh, what do we call them cavalry, the cavalry, watching the, the ca- cavalry. Yes, watching them make their propaganda video. By the way, do you know the historical reference to that? 
Uh, go for it. Seventh Cavalry was uh, the one that went to Little Bighorn. And didn't make it? And didn't make it back. That was, uh, Gr- uh, not Grant, uh, Custard. Yes. It was Custard's Cavalry. And the re- when they text her on the pager. That's Little Bighorn. It's Little Bighorn. That's the alert. Yeah, that's the alert. For, so that's, for the that's, Seventh Cavalry. Good. That's why, okay. I, that's Good. why I thought that she was a superhero that's working with the police. Not a, but you're saying special ops. Special ops, and I think they have codes for everything because he got essentially a little bighorn alert as well on his pager. So, you know, it's, I think it's just dispatch. And see, folks, this is why knowing your history um, helps in these nerd moments. I didn't, I didn't put those two together (laughs) at all, and that's great. That's, that helps. Okay. Um, I took it as a, Code word and moved on. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Seventh so Cavalry. Seventh Cavalry is doing their white supremacist thing, yeah. right? And they're invoking tick, Rorschach, tick, 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 and they're and they're trying to be impressive. And the the camera pans back, and you see how many of them they're actually up against. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that establishes them as a threat. The lights come up, and it's the exact same thing with the cops. It's the same thing with the cops. He comes out to a pulpit. Not, not like now. Usually, a cop uh, who's doing a, a, you know, like a, a briefing in a room before a mission, will come out and stand at a lectern, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's the spot you you uh, speak from. But his was elevated off the central floor, and then everybody else is located in what you could call bleachers, but it's in like a very, very uh, sort of mason, yeah, like ste- you know, like type of feel to how the uh, everything's organized. It was absolutely like if you walked into a cult room. They're doing the same thing. Everybody has geared up the same way to be ideologues and to fight other ideologues that don't share your ideology. Mm-hmm. It's very divis- d- divisive. D- divisive. Very, very cut and dry. You are with us or you are against us. And the only people that seem to have any kind of sway are the ones wearing the atypical masks. Right. And then you have uh, uh, Red. Red. Um, atypical mask. Cast, uh, Red Scare is yes. his name. Uh, um, then you have Looking Glass. Yes. Um, did you? The interrogation was interesting. When they bring the guy. Yeah, he's that, like a lie detector. Yeah. Uh, and, but very Rorschach. Well, did you did you peep what he did before he started the interrogation? Because his, his remember his his mask is reflective, right? Yes, he, he's called Looking Glass, right? Yes, he shined his face. Yes, just to make sure he picked up everything, yeah. so that the guy that he's looking at is not just looking at the images that are being projected, but he's also seeing his own reaction. Yes, I just thought that was interesting. It it, it was, and he's obviously a human lie detector, and that's his little. You know, uh, thing. But yes. Yeah, and it's very Rorschach-esque. Yes, yes. Very Rorschach-adjacent. Okay. <laughs> so then um, they 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 get the guy. They have Night Sister uh, walking him out, like apologizing. Like, oh, I shouldn't have grabbed you up. And she drags him into a room and beat, proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Tortures him. Yeah. Until he gives it up and he's dead. And she just keeps repeating the same question over and over again. And he like, gave it up. And he gave it up. And there's a pool of blood... I, I thought that was an interesting visual um, that's coming out of the room. And then they, they they have their information, so they go out to this barn uh, where the minute the, the 7th Cavalry Minutemen. Collecting what? They're collecting lithium-ion batteries. The old watches. ones. Not the ion ones. 
No, uh, the lithium batteries. The, the 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 yeah, the little button cell lithium batteries. The the old ones that specifically they say later are the one, the ones that made make people sick. Yes, those are the ones. Not lithium ion, which is rechargeable. Well, and not just that, but lithium ion batteries react. Do you remember the whole exploding Note Seven thing? Yes. Yeah, that's because lithium ion batteries react with oxygen. They do. Yeah. So if you break the seal, little science for you. If you break the seal <laughs> on a lithium ion Thank battery, you, you're going to get an explosion. Nice. So not looking to uh, explode things. Looking to maybe maybe a poison, maybe a reactor. Dirty bomb. Maybe. Maybe, um, but definitely, uh, it, you know, it's a chemical, so maybe they're getting it to react to something, you know? Uh, it, lithium is also the key ingredient in things like uh, Prozac. Ah, good point. Yeah. Or they just wanted symbolism because they had to pull these things out of old watches and Watchmen. Uh, which and is TikTok, the second, like the, yeah, and, the whole, yeah. Uh, right, that, that brings me back to another callback from earlier okay. where... Um, the play that Ozymandias wrote, the Watchman, the the, the watchmaker's son. Yes. Do you, do you know what that's? So I took it to be um, a, a second iteration. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, like a, a continuation of an old idea. And knowing he's now that he's uh, Ozymandias. Man, Ozymandias. Uh, now knowing that he's him. And I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Some nerd. It's fine. Someone tell us. Um, anyway, he, you know, if he's continuing his original plan, meaning it wasn't a, as he had said before, that it was a stopgap. You know, if it's a continuation or just a new one. Well, I got a little interesting tidbit. Go ahead. If I'm not mistaken, Doctor Manhattan's father was a watchmaker. Ooh. So he has to recreate. Mm. Okay, a little little uh, foreshadowing. I like that. No, no, no. I love, I love the future theory. I love it. So, <clears throat> God, we should have done this for uh, Westworld. <laughs> God, we should have done this for. Westworld. Oh, we would end up fighting. We would end up what? in a fist fight. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I was watching. That's fine, but I still would have been right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we get to the barn scene, which is the the action. Uh, it's the it's action really good episode. action and it was it um, was good action i have one, way, I have one problem with the action but what, I don't, what was your problem uh so she shoots one dude on the back of the truck and then jumps in and gets in a fist fight with the other guy throws him off the thing and he's able to run into the house she never shoots at him yeah i know that, that <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you the, doing we got to keep the fight going but i thought it was i guess <laughs> i thought it was interesting that they they're in a barn and they have these uh anti-aircraft guns yes. and um they're just, mo- they, you know, having to run in with the cattle, and use the, you know what I mean? Like, like they're sitting there using the cattle yeah. as, yeah. as shields. Not very effective. Symbolism, ones. except also. No, but the symbolism of like just mowing down the the cattle. The cattle. Yeah, right. Because and and hiding behind them for cover. Uh, uh, right, and, and and just also the like my dad used to say to me like like how smart are are sheep or or cows that they fucking follow dogs. You know, I, this is just something. It's one of those things that my dad used to say, and it was like, "Okay, all sure. right, <laughs> all right, all right, Dad." Um, and then we uh we get in there. 
Um, and then the biggest revelation of that whole thing is one, they're willing to take suicide tablets, uh, so they don't give up information. Cyanide, yeah. Cy- yes, uh, cyanide, thank you. And then two, that they have an owl man. The Artie, yeah. They have an Artie. Yeah. Not the Artie, but definitely a something. Replica? Well, definitely a continuation of the technology. So that's within their arsenal, which is interesting. But I again, I thought it was interesting that the captain is in there, and it's like, oh, you know, we're not moving, and he kind he kind of moves the ship just close enough to use the flame, but not to actually. So he basic. I thought he was destroying evidence. Oh, you took it as destroying evidence. I I took it as a desperation move to to bring it down. Okay, I, I took it as as a dumb move because she was yelling at him the whole stupid time, but they weren't going to catch him otherwise. The plane was faster than the owl thing. Yeah. Which, okay, so if you have that technology, why is it, like, update your shit, man. <laughs> it's a, it's a flying owl, dude. It's, it's, it's a hovercraft. It's, it's plenty, it's right. plenty fine. It was silent. Okay, alright. Um, it, it, it wasn't built for speed. It crashes, uh, the captain, the, the chief of police is okay. Uh, um, co-pilot who has, has she been named? Uh, I'm not sure. She's definitely, She's that one same of the same special yeah, forces type. Special forces type, yeah. Uh, I think it was Nightshade. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. But um, but they 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 get out. They survive. And um, it's off to a dinner party. Off to a dinner party where he's talking about the 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 black rendition of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. that the 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 whole um, that he was watching earlier that night. And they made a dumb excuse to his wife to leave, and she ran with it. <laughs> right. Um, and then he starts singing. Now, here's the interesting because uh, I saw this online. Well, he takes a bump of coke first, and I think yes, that's interesting that was... too because it's the first time that I didn't feel like he was dirty. Because I got what you're saying that he he seems like he's dirty, right? Right. And it's the it was the first time where he was like, "It's been a long ass day. I am drained." Right. And. You know, he gives into his uh, his little demons there to try and get through. But it's clear, like they they do this thing to kind of hide it. But you can tell that his wife knows because she says they all know. To, yeah. They all know. Yep. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe this is a society that's cool with drugs. I don't think it's a society that's cool with drugs. I think they all understand what kind of pressure he's under um, and what he's got to do to get through and do what he needs to do. Okay. And that's sort of the the real humanizing thing is that he's. Basically, self-medicating. Well, he's self-medicating because he is in an impossible situation. Whatever the full scope of that impossible situation is, other than just the pressure of being the chief of police in this town, right, is very uh, is kind of it, it tells me that he's he's coming off a certain way. Because either that's what the job has made him or that's how he was able to do the job. You know what I mean? One of the two or maybe a combination of both. So that's why when you're like, oh, he's definitely crooked, I don't know that anymore. Just based off of that scene, which is weird, right? And and the singing. And the singing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Something that I learned online, apparently the the dialogue that he's singing, uh, uh, because the character – in Oklahoma is knows that he's about to die because he's he's being sentenced to death. Well, and that's the whole the episode. That's the title of the episode. Is the last line in that is it, the, it, at his funeral. 
and he's dead <laughs> and they go, okay, we got to move on because it's a very hot day and we're all out of ice. So yeah. they got to, they got to move this procession along and let's go. But yeah. The, and, um, so we have that scene. We have him going out late at night without guards. That was the other thing that tipped me to the possibility he might be dirty. Like that he's he, either going he knew. He was going to meet up with someone or get something, and he wasn't. That came ex- through on his official pager. So again, waited the job, right? Mm-hmm. But he kind of he kind of smelled something was up. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gets ambushed, and then Night Sister. Interesting sex scene <laughs> uh, with um, okay Night Sister. Uh, and not, then not enough blue penis for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I don't know. That was the vibe I was getting. No, from it was a- HBO. It's HBO. So there's got to be a sex scene somewhere. Um, but she gets this call, and uh, it's somebody on the line telling her, uh, yeah, don't wear your mask because I know who you are. Yes. And, yeah, there's a breach. Right. And then it's like, okay, it's back to the – which is interesting because you have this person who basically survived that first time. And, you know, like you, you see the uh, the – you know, she even tells her husband, like, here's a gun. If anybody else comes up that driveway, empty this into them. Yeah, before they hit the porch. And that, now, did that tell you that he knows she's still a cop? It told me that he knows that she's a superhero. So I don't think there are superheroes anymore. Okay. I think there are people that work for with the, the cops. cops. Okay. And, so or not super, at all. So you think the superheroes in this world are basically law. They've been brought into the, the fold. Avengers. They've been brought into the fold. Okay. And not even the Avengers. They are just rank and file. They they enjoy a, a higher title and more privileges. So they would be like the detectives in the police force. Again, or, I'm, or SWAT, I'm back to SWAT. SWAT, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't see a lot of detective work, did you? No. I no. saw move in. I saw go get. I did not see... I did not see. Let's chase this lead down. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. All right, all right, all right. Interesting. So I didn't get that. I think they. I, I think they could be. I think they have been relegated to a role, uh, more of a a, a SWAT type role. Uh, uh, you know, the the heavies. They're the heavies. So she gets there, and we have Lou Gossip Jr. Yes, who made a quick cameo that we glazed earlier over. that we kind of glazed over uh, when she's going into her bakery. She sees this guy who she must assume is like a homeless guy or or whatever. Or just and, an old man. Yeah, just hanging outside Sitting the bakery. Sitting in a wheelchair. Yeah, and he's hanging outside the bakery. He's like, when's the bakery going to open? And it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. She kind of brushes yeah, him a off. a couple months. And he goes, all right, I'll wait. I'll wait. But he asked her a very interesting question. He's yes, like, he do did. Think, do you think I can lift 200 pounds? And she kind of dismisses that. How much do you think dude weighed? About 200 pounds. Yeah. And then we, we cut to the sheriff, uh, the chief of police. Lynched. Hang, lynched. Again with the, the yep. imagery. Yep. Uh, and he's sitting there with a uh, rope and a drop of blood falls off and hits his badge on the ground. Yep. And it's a call back to the watchman, the drop of blood that falls on the little smiley face. Yep. And the most important part. He's holding the note, watch over this child. Yeah. So, and and right there you know this is the kid that carried the baby. Yeah. 
I assume. I <laughs> assume, yeah. This is but him grown up. This is this is him near the end of his life. Now, yes. how old do you think this guy's got to be? He's got to be what? 90s? See, 100? no, he can't be. If he was because that doesn't fit with the timeline. Well, it's 19 it's 2019. We know that. They established that it was 2019. Oh, well, I then, think so. Okay, then when was the uh, the deal? Well, uh, the, the, at the very least, we the, know when was the Tulsa uh, massacre? It was then. in 1921. So, so he's like, eighty. He's like hundred. No, he, he has to be like hundred <laughs> years old. That's 100, right, hundred and ten. <laughs> so he, he's, he's at the very least, he's in his nineties. If if it doesn't take place in 2019, because I'm not a, I I, I want to say that they established that it was 2019, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe it. it, it okay, it, hold on. When was when was Nixon president? Oh God! I want to say 1965. I'm I'm handling. Uh, okay, all right. So at, listen, at the very least, the man has got to be in his 90s. At at the at max, we're talking what 105, 110. Yeah, on the outside. Yeah. So, but all in all, I gotta fucking give them <laughs> not what I expected. I have 101 questions, and this is a great place to start a series of this caliber. Uh, I, I think HBO definitely has a hit on their hand. Um, and I think they're using the Watchmen to talk about things that are going on, like, right now in society. Like, we have yep. the whole thing with the cops. We have the whole thing with the being pulled over, the, 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 the weapons being unlocked. They're, they're definitely... Definitely playing into yes, uh, at modern m- the, the where we could be with just a couple of tweaks in history, and what is still going on today. Yes, yeah, yep. Uh, so, are you you engaged? Are you? Oh, I'm very engaged. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I again did not intend to enjoy this as much as I did. Correct. Uh, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Yep. Prediction. Do we have enough to make a prediction? This one? <sighs> I, I think um, Azimandeus is going to put together some type of uh, plot to unite the world again. Uh, I, think, I agree. I think that I think it's very likely that the world knows that the Watchmen uh, essentially caused the disaster. I think that probably came out. Yeah, I think it's it's you could know. also be why he lives in such extreme isolation. Yeah, and, and 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 I think it was alluded to that he's like faked his own death. Oh, that I did not, I didn't I, catch I, that. Yeah, there might have been a reference. I'll have to go back and look. That's yeah, cool. uh, 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 this is definitely, folks. If you if you have, I don't know why you would be listening to this podcast if you haven't seen it. But if you if you, it's definitely one of the shows that you want to be fully aware and paying attention to because there's little details all over the place and uh you know i only saw it once i'm gonna watch it again yep and then uh we're gonna watch episode two and we'll do another one of these yeah we're gonna do another one of these so we're gonna try to put these out and i I don't i'm not 100 percent sure whether we're gonna put these out as regular episodes or if we're gonna do this as like a special uh but Stay tuned. We'll we'll find out. Um, yeah, we'll find out together. Yeah, we'll find out together. And definitely, definitely, let us know what we missed uh, that we maybe didn't discuss. Um, if uh, it, it, yes, 
that's as far as my thought process yeah, went. But yes. no, if we yes. missed anything that you found interesting, that you if you saw anything online that you thought was uh, worth discussing, throw it in. Uh, maybe we'll st- uh, hopefully if we get some feedback or see something ourselves, maybe we'll start with a little bit of a uh, what did we th- miss? Fan theories. I, I would like I would or fan theories. Fan theories. Like uh, I would definitely welcome some theories to to, to like start before we get into an episode yep and then we'll and then we'll talk about the other episode so if you got theories uh let us know um yeah my my theory is that uh we know now where um the 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 boy who carried the baby is but who's the baby who's the baby and that and now the baby is going to be if we follow that timeline also Crusty old. 70s, <laughs> 70s or 80s. Yeah, because yeah, he wasn't more than, what, 10? 8, 10? What if it was Obama? <laughs> Mind I'm throwing it blown. up. That was, that was me bullshitting. Uh, it was totally not. He would have had to carry that baby all the way to Hawaii. There, uh, hey, you never know. All right, folks. Uh, G- uh, uh, Garble Podcast at gmail.com. We are Garble Podcast on all the medias, and you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to or stream your music. Right. Oh, and spoiler alert if we didn't say it already. Spoilers. <laughs> Later. Thank you for listening to the Garbled Podcast. Please go to garbledpodcast.com for updates and check us out on all the social medias. Like, share, and then join in on the conversation.